Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode. Thanks for bearing with us while we took a week off for the Super Bowl. I'm surprised that Joe is back because he won a whole bunch of money on the Super Bowl. I wasn't sure he'd make it back from Vegas but he did. We're certainly glad he's back. Did you like the results of the Super Bowl, Joe? Did you not really? Care? I was one of the few people who actually enjoyed the game. I know many people actually didn't enjoy it because they thought that the game was boring. But to me, I compare it to like a one nothing baseball game. You know, there was excitement. It was a close game. The pitching was good. The pitching was good. The defense was good. Absolutely. Good. good. So I... I in my opinion, I think this squashes all doubt on who the greatest of all time is in terms of quarterbacks. Even but that's, Manning, that's, a sure. de- that's a debate for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. Uh, well, we're happy to be back. We got some good stuff for you guys today. A little bit of news. We're going to go over some recommendations. We have some big updates on some DC and some Marvel stuff. As well as some other news that we're going to go over with some theme park stuff. But we're going to hop on into it right now. First of all, this is kind of a general question that I've been thinking about. Um, if you were, if you are one of the few listeners that do not live in California, surprise, surprise, it does rain in California from time to time. I know that's a myth out there that it doesn't rain, but it does, even in sunny Southern California and Anaheim. This right now would be kind of the time where it does rain a lot in Southern California. So it got me asking a question, what are the best things to do or suggestions for a rainy day in Disneyland, Disney, California? First of all, I will say I've been to Disneyland once when it's raining. And it's kind of fun. It's really fun. It's, there's not, there's always, it's always busy. But it's a lot less busy than it normally is. And it's just fun because it's, you kind of get the diehards that are out there. It's, you know, you kind of get over. It's like being in the rain if you're playing a sport or something. You kind of get over it in the first 10 minutes. And you're just kind of wet and you just kind of go with it. So it made me think of, of some suggestions that people would do on a day in the Disney park in Southern California. Do you have any? I have suggestions hints? on what not to do. Sure. And that is to, Let's not, do that. to not go on Splash Mountain. Or maybe, well, maybe you, do, maybe you should. Already there. Maybe you should because you're already wet. Yeah. I have no idea. But I know some I, people that don't want to go on Splash Mountain because they don't want to get wet. Yep. But if you're already wet. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an, yeah, it's a very interesting question. I don't really have any good ideas. I mean, I would say try to go see those movie shorts, you know, try to do everything that you can to stay inside Haunted Mansion. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rides that are obviously indoors and covered. Um, You know, Disney California is a bit different. Most of those rides tend to be outside. So, um I mean, I've never been to I've never been at either park when it's raining. Thankfully, knock on wood. Um, Happen one day, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But I mean, yeah, in terms of suggestions, I mean, I would say stick to Disneyland because, like as, as I said, a lot of those rides tend to be covered or indoors. You know, get 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 some respite from the rain, but maybe go to a restaurant or two just to check out the restaurant scenes that they are. You know, check out the Blue Bayou. You know, it's always the same. It's always the same uh, weather inside the Blue Bayou and Pirates of the Caribbean. So, uh-huh. you know, regardless of stormy weather outside, it still looks pretty neat on the inside. So, yeah. those are just my suggestions. Okay. I know we checked out the uh, 
in Disney California Adventure. We checked out that restaurant. I, the name escapes me. Uh, um, it wasn't Ariel's Grotto. It's the the Lamplight the Lamp Lounge. Lounge. That's what it is. And I think that, that's uh, that's a really good suggestion. It checking was. out a restaurant. Yeah, check out a restaurant. You know, I mean, there's not really much you can do outside of that. I mean, if we were at another another theme park, like like let's say a Six Flags Magic Mountain, you're kind of out of luck. Because most of those rides are outdoors and uncovered. Do well, they shut down? I don't know. That's are. a good question. I That's a good question to ask. Uh, I wrote down a couple of I ideas. Would, I imagine that the Incredicoaster probably would shut down. Sure. As I said, there are probably a bunch of rides at Disney's California Adventure that probably would shut down. Um, uh, Cars Land comes to mind. I mean, just because of the rain getting yeah, it into might be the, a little too extra. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's a ton of indoor attractions, mostly like Joe says in Disneyland. There are some in Disney California. I wrote down some different ones, maybe some different, uh, different attractions or different walkthroughs that people may not think of again when it's raining or it's, you want to do something different. I wrote down seeing the Frozen show at the Hyperion theater in Disney California. A lot of people like that. This is one of Joe's favorite things to do at Disney California. It's go on the bakery tour because <laughs> uh, you get free bread. You get free sourdough and yeah. it's fresh sourdough. It's, it's delicious. Uh, Bodine, San Francisco. Yep, Bodine. Um, so the bakery tour is kind of fun. In Disneyland, there's the great moments with Mr. Lincoln. There's the walkthrough exhibit of that. Um, and then you get to go inside and see the show. In Disneyland, there's the Main Street Cinema right on Main Street where you get to see a bunch of Mickey Mouse shorts. In Disney California, I think one of the more underrated attractions is the Animation Academy. A lot of people just walk right by it. It's that kind of big building right on Hollywood Boulevard, next to the Hyperion Theater, across from the Hollywood Studios. Inside, there's the Sorcerer's Workshop, where there's a bunch of cool little walkthrough exhibits. There's also Turtle Talk with Crush inside that building. Again, the building, I get it. If you're only in Disneyland, Disney California for one day, you're kind of just walking by it because it's not the main attraction. But even on on non-rainy days, it's kind of a fun little place to walk through. One of Joe's favorite places, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Absolutely. That's an indoor attraction. It's fun. the Dole Whips. You can get your Dole Whip inside. And then, of course, our classic attraction that someone just reminded me about today, you can do the walkthrough of the Sleeping Beauty Castle as well. Absolutely. So that's a couple couple ideas for you. If you are lucky enough to be going to Disneyland in the next month or so, it's probably going to be raining if you're there. Um, But, yeah, that's what we have. Enjoy so that's that. Enjoy it as best you can. Yeah, and it's still Disneyland, so you're Absolutely. still going to have fun. Uh, getting into uh, box office news, box office recap, kind of one of the first times of the year we've had multiple new films out. Uh, Glass, to this point, had been the only one that had been really been kind of a major studio release. Lego Movie 2, the second part, uh, no surprise, was the number one movie domestically with $34 million, $53 million worldwide. However, it is considered a slight disappointment for Warners, considering the budget was $99 million. It's very highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 92%, which isn't surprising because that's kind of what the first one was. However, when you compare it to the first Lego Movie, the first Lego Movie domestically did $69 million in its opening weekend. So it did almost less. It did basically half the amount of money that it did. Domestically. Yeah. So unsure kind of why that is. It did half the money. Um, Lego Batman opened at $53 million domestically. So that's around $20 million more than Lego Movie Part 2. So maybe people are just over the whole Lego movie thing. Who knows? It's still highly touted. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I still want to. 
Uh, a big winner is What Men Want. It's the Chirashi P. Henson film. It's the one that Joe wants to see. He just hasn't gotten out a chance to see it yet. Sure. Came in at $19 million domestically. It did some and more that was worldwide. A big, and that was a big uh, It's only a $20 million budget. Okay. So, again, relative. you have to look at it in terms of relative terms. Um, and it's going to, you know, who knows? I have no interest in seeing it. But, you know, Joe will review it next week when he sees it. Yeah. Uh, the last film to open up, that was in third place. Is Cold Pursuit. It's the Liam Neeson film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's actually pretty high. It's pretty high. It got some really good reviews. Uh, what's disappointing, though, it had a $60 million budget, and it only made $11 million. <laughs> Part of this is going to be to the effect of Liam Neeson kind of putting his foot in his mouth on the press tour when he made some comments that he probably shouldn't have made, which painted him in a bad light, which I think absolutely affected how people view him or the film. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ask me off air or just type in Liam Neeson Cold Pursuit Press Tour and it'll come up as your first topic because that's what more than people are talking about than the actual film itself. Um, so that's that. One of the big films of the early part of 2019 is opening next week. Alita Battle Angel opens on Valentine's Day. It should get all the big screens, the Dolby screens, the IMAX screens, the IMAX 3Ds. IMAX 3Ds, so it will be. Um, it has the potential to 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 do something big. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Lego Movie? It's quote unquote a family film. Those films tend to stay longer in theaters than others, but it's certainly not uh, is not the numbers that uh, Warner's expected. I did see a couple films in the last couple weeks. Again, we're kind of reviewing a couple weeks out. I saw Stan and Ollie, which is the John C. Riley film. Uh, about Laurel and Hardy, the comedy pair. It's a very British film. Uh, it's a very kind of kind of an old old timey classic film. It's worth it uh, to see it for the actors. It's worth it to see it for the story. In terms of if you don't know anything about it, again, these are silent film stars. Kind of classic classic film. I've never well, seen. Have, have you ever seen a Laurel and Hardy film? They weren't. They weren't always silent. They, they weren't. They no. They the weren't. March of the Wooden Soldiers. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. They didn't even go over that in the movie. Oh, yeah. And they talked in that movie. You've seen that movie? Yes, I grew up watching that movie. Just like at your parents' house. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. March you, of the March you might have gotten something March of the Wooden the Soldiers. Movie, I got the soundtrack on my iPad. You have the soundtrack iPod. for every single movie ever invented. That's not true. How many? Okay. How many soundtracks on your iPod do you think? You I have? don't know. I'd have to count them. You can't just like triple digits. No, double digits. Probably like eighty or eighty or so. Yeah, I like soundtracks. I, no one said you didn't have to like them. Uh, another film I saw is the Shane, They Shall Not Grow Old. It's the Peter Jackson documentary on World War One. This was interesting. I would say I did not really know what to expect going into it. Um, again, World War One, just like a topic in in history class and things like that, is something we certainly went over and kind of went through. But it's certainly not something that we went over a ton. Um, so there was a lot of information I just didn't know. Part of the film's um, why it's being hailed is kind of the restoration of this film. So kind of the first part of the film is this kind of grainy black and white kind of film that oh, they just, show both yeah so they show they show this beginning part where it's like this black and white film and it kind of goes and then it kind of like it invites you in like okay now we're in foreign soil and now we're in this landscape and it becomes 
colorful. The picture goes from kind of like a minimal set to like a widescreen set. Cool. Um, it's interesting. Again, I you know, I think if you were more of a it was very much plays like a documentary, like an historical documentary. So if you were into history documentaries or into kind of that type of history, you're going to get a lot more out of it than, say, I would, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know that much about film restoration or things like that, but it looked gorgeous. It looked pretty. Very cool. So, um, yeah, I think it's a nice little win for Peter Jackson, especially after the failure that March was. March of the Wooden Soldiers. Mortal- yeah, sorry. I wanted to look that up. Yep, that's Laurel and Hardy. Yep. There it is. March of the Wooden Soldiers came out in 1934. Fantasy musical. Sorry, I just had to make... I wanted to double check. I didn't want someone to prove me wrong and say that wasn't Laurel and Hardy. But I'm pretty sure that I'm was... I'm pretty sure you're the biggest Laurel and Hardy fan. I'm not the biggest Laurel and Hardy. But... The biggest um, one I know. Sorry, the, document- okay. the documentary, though, yeah. Um, I know some people who majored in history. They probably would totally eat that up. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see it with you, but... The fact that they did like a half and half, half black and white, half color, it was sounds very cool how they organized and compiled the film. They did a, uh, after the film, there was like a special 15 minute Peter Jackson kind of went behind the scenes on how he restored the film, which is very, very cool. Peter Jackson's kind of one of those old school type of filmmakers. Um, and he kind of, you could kind of tell how he talked about the filmmaking process and the painstaking process of what it meant, what it meant to, to restore a film or to put, you know, screen to film, things like that. Did he have yeah. real, I mean, obviously did he have like grandparents that served in the war? Cause wasn't this like a project that was near and dear to his um, heart for some reason? Uh, it didn't say oh, he I could thought, have, I, I thought um, I heard that somewhere, but maybe the I'm way, not. the way he described it in the beginning of the film is that the world war one historical society had come to him with this film footage and they were like, Hey, we want to make a documentary, cool. but we don't know what, it can be about or anything. And then this idea evolved from him that it was, he didn't want to just tell a, just kind of another documentary that had been done before. He wanted to make it kind of different and bring it to life. Cool. Um, So that's that. Um, If you've seen those films, let us know. Uh, Alita Battle Angel will open next week. I'm hoping that we'll be able to check it out next weekend. Yep. Um, I, I expect to see the Lego movie at some point and, Joe will let us know what he feels about what men want at some point as well. <laughs> uh, a couple other little brief news. Because that's, that's always what I wonder. I wonder what men want. Yes. Uh, Absolutely, Max. Thank I mean, you. Shaq's in the movie, so you got that going for you. And Kevin Hart. No, not Kevin Hart. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. I like Tracy Morgan. He's a funny guy. Um, Alfonso Cuaron has won the Director's Guild Award for Roma, which again, I think puts it... In the driver's seat. Um, The BAFTAs were tonight. We'll have a little BAFTA recap next show as well. The Spider-Verse sweeps the Annie Awards. The Annie Awards are an award show dedicated solely to animation. So Spider-Verse won director, script, song, all literally all stuff. I do like that Sunflower song by... Post Malone. Post Malone. It's a good do. song, and like you it. liked how they they sprayed it in the in the film as well. Yeah, how good. he's how he's singing and he doesn't know the words. That's that was kind of funny. It's kind of like you, like kind of like song. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was that I, I related to that. You related to Miles Morales more I than did. I did. I did. Um, so Spider Verse one that definitely makes me feel like not that I didn't feel that way before, but Spider Verse will definitely getting the accolades it deserves. Spider Verse will definitely when we never I never asked you this question, but you felt you feel that Spider Verse was better than Incredible. Too. 
It's been a while since you've seen Incredibles 2. It's hard. That's kind of a toss-up for me because I thought they were both equally good and they were both – they both had redeeming qualities. Spider-Verse was the more unique of the film because in the way they told the story and the fact, like I said, that they tried to bring comic book elements into the film. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, But, I mean, these are both Disney properties, so – isn't it? Well, Spider Verse is, is a Sony property still. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. They're all because because of because of uh, MCU, it all kind of gets blurred yeah, yeah, along yeah. the lines. But this will be that a was what I was one. that was what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. But no, I enjoyed both of them. Good. Yeah, but yeah. Spider Verse was very unique. I did mention though before, and I'll say it again that in having seen the other Spider Man movies with Tobey Maguire and and. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Tom you, Holland. You kind of needed to see at least the Tobey Maguire original one for me to have an appreciation for this one because it kind of referenced different parts of that movie, um, at least in the beginning. And I feel that if I hadn't seen those parts or knew what they were referencing, it might I might have missed something. Okay. But that was just me. Good. Um but yeah, go see Spider Verse. It's yeah, yeah, it was very it's, good. Uh, it's something that I cannot recommend enough. Um, and it, it was looks his top film of 2018. Yeah, man, and it looks like I mean, the Oscars are still a couple, three weeks away, and it looks if it wins there, it'll. it'll Sorry, Kobe Bryant, move it'll over. Kobe Bryant's already move won over. His Kobe Bryant has already won his award. Move over, Kobe. He's already moving on to move the next Move over, Black Mamba. Thing. Anyways, um, Criterion, the Criterion streaming service will start in April. This is kind of cool news for film buffs. Criterion was going to be, you know what the Criterion collection is, right? It's I kind didn't. Of like I this. had to look it up. Um, so it's this kind of collection. I thought it was a video game thing, but it's apparently all like the... It's like a classic uh, film yeah, the classic thing. Films, so every year they, the, they release like four or five films in the Criterion the, the collection. In, the independent films kind of yeah. thing. Um, so it had been... Uh, kind of lost funding. It, it was kind of not making money. Um, the so old streaming service. The old streaming. It was called like Flickster. No, something Flickster. like that. Started with an F. I forget what it was. It was a two. I, I looked it up. Yeah. Um, that one, they shut that down last year, like in November. Uh-huh. And so then there was talk that people wanted to keep the streaming service alive. Or so I had a lot of like, like a Steven Spielberg. Yes. Kind of. People, people were Martin sponsoring Scorsese. it. Yes. Yes. Christopher Nolan was a part yep, of that. Yep, yep. Um, a lot of people kind of put their weight behind it. And so Warner's has relaunched it and it will now be instead of a video service where you can buy, you know, Blu-rays and things like that. It will now be a streaming service, which makes sense for the modern consumer. So I believe it's going to be a part of the Warner streaming service. It'll just be like an add on package as well. Um, speaking of streaming service services, Apple is targeting April for their streaming service debut. That's obviously going to be kind of a slow rollout, so maybe a couple series here or there. Again, this is something that intrigues me a lot because of all the money they've put behind it, but we haven't seen one piece of marketing for it. We haven't seen one piece of anything for it um, in terms of is it just going to be on your iPhone, your iPad? Do you have to have the latest and greatest iPhone to get it? Who knows? Um, Interesting. Um, Peter Jackson is going to do another documentary. This is going to be a Beatles documentary. It's going to be apparently a combination of a concert that was filmed and some background stuff. So that's interesting. That might be something that Joe is a little bit more. 
They kind of Martin Scorsese already kind of did something. Oh no, he did that on the Rolling Stones. I'm sorry. Did you ever see that? No, it was called Shine the Light. I never saw it, but it was in the Stone, the Rolling Stones. Are you um, a Rolling Stones fan, Joe? I'm more of a Rolling Stones fan than a Beatles fan, absolutely. But Your yeah, parents I like the Beatles. I'm sure they do. My mom's a big Beatle nut, so she might like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's all the information we have on looking that. Looking forward to the Elton John movie this year. That's what I'm looking for. Rocket Man. Did you know? And I didn't know this either until I was doing this. So remember how Brian Singer got fired from Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. And he, they brought in a new director to kind okay. of help finish the film. The director that helped finish the film of Bohemian Rhapsody is actually the full director of Rocket Man. Cool. I don't know his name. He's kind of a newer director. I don't know if they brought him in because he was already working on kind of a musical biopic or, or whatever, but I thought that was kind of an interesting coincidence. Hmm. Um, and maybe that, that bodes well for Rocket Man. Hopefully, hopefully Joe will be there opening night. Yep, probably. Um, Disney is planning two Zootopia sequels. We talked about the significance of Zootopia financially for the studio and overseas a while ago, especially overseas. Um, obviously, them building theme park attractions yep. around it makes it a long-term play for yep. the studio. A franchise, an expanded world, things like that. Um, they would not be kind of cross-branding, cross-integrating their property if they didn't have a a longer-term future for it. Something um, up their sleeve. Yeah. So that's that. Um, now we are on to the recommendation part of the show. Uh, instead of every month me just doing my TV recommendations and Joe not, some of you guys reacted positive to the video game re- recommendation from Joe. So... Going forward on this part of the month, I will give a TV recommendation or two, and then Joe will give a video recommendation. Video game. Video game recommendation or two. This is actually appropriate because I don't watch TV and you don't play video games. Play Mario Kart. That's it. I got Tiger Woods 2008. Oh, my God. Are you sure it's 2008? I think it's like 2003, buddy. Um, Maybe. It's like 2005. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm just saying. It's a play Mario Striker. That's a good game. I'm just saying it's appropriate. This is appropriate. It is appropriate. So TV recommendations. I have a couple of TV recommendations. Uh, streaming now on Amazon Prime. It's the ABC Murders. It is it is a adaptation of one of the Hercules Poirot novels. The Black Dahlia or whatever. Uh, oh no, that's that's the that's other. That's not I'm I Am the Night. That's okay. Um, so ABC Murders, Hercules Poirot. Who's kind of one of the more famous detectives, not as famous as Sherlock Holmes, but one of the more famous literary detectives. Oh, uh, John Malkovich stars. No, he's as, he's he's. You don't spell it Perot, P-E-R-O-T. It's like P O R P O I R O T. Perot, Perot. He's like he's Belgium French or something, or something. Belgium, something like that. Well, he's European because I remember reading, hearing about. Never mind. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I've been doing that a lot today. That's okay. I just uh, Hercules. He's the I've, same. He's, I've heard the name before. So he's been adapted a bunch. His novels yeah. have been adapted a bunch. He was the same detective in Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. Um, so again, it's multiple actors have played him. Multiple okay. stories have yeah. been adapted. This is one of the latest ones called the ABC Murders. It's only three episodes. They're about an hour each, so it kind of feels like a long extended movie. John Malkovich actually plays yeah. Hercule Poirot. Okay. Uh, Rupert Grint is in it as well, who was in Harry Potter. It's fun. I'm two episodes in. I haven't read the book, so I don't know what it is, and it's kind of it's intriguing. It's fun. 
on there about an hour each, so it's fun to kind of watch one for a way and kind of go away. So that's one recommendation. The other recommendation I have is Black Monday. It is on Showtime now. It's about two or I think it's three episodes in. It's from creators Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, people that I like. They've done the interview. Um, uh, what's the stupid one that you don't want want to watch? The night before. The night, not the night before. The one that has James Franco and Jonah Hill. This is the end. The disaster. Artist. This is the end. Oh, this is the end. Um, so it comes from them. Their creators. Don Cheadle is the star of the film. Or a star of the the series. It's based Don on... Don Cheadle was in it. Don Cheadle's in it. He's the star. Well, he hasn't done much recently, but... He's I, in I all do. the MCU movies. I know, but other I than forgot. That, Joe doesn't consider that cinema. I um, do consider it cinema. Just different cinema. It's just not... not this is a guy that was in Hotel Rwanda and like good movies like Traitor and... Other. Iron Man 2 is not a good movie. I'm not talking Iron Man. I'm not talking MCU. I'm talking other movies. He was in Crash... The movie that you loathe, apparently. I s- the movie that you think is overrated. Wow, that and is not just good. the worst way to put no. words in my mouth. No. We had this talk off air. Anyway. Yeah, and I didn't... Anyway. I loathe it. Is that really Sorry, what you Sorry, maybe say? that's strong. That's a little... It's a little strong. Strong. You did poo-poo it. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, but I loathe it. That would be... I loathe many things in my life. That would not be the movie. That would not be one of the things I loathe. Uh, it's based on one of the worst stock market crashes in history. Um, it's it's apparently based on you know true not a true not true events, but the stock market the crash. The two thousand eight or the nineteen forty. Uh, maybe somewhere in the middle, like nineteen ninety eight or something like that. Nineteen ninety six or something. I can tell you the specific. Day. I didn't and write that it down. was the worst stock market crash. I said one of the worst ones. Oh, one. Um, oh. Sorry, I thought so that, I thought part you, of it is probably it is fictitious, um, but again, it has that Seth okay, Rogen humor. See, I can see fun. Don Cheadle playing a role like that. It's a half-hour show on Sunday nights. You can catch up on Showtime Go. Um, it's fun. It's a good little show. I like it. I like Seth Rogen, so let's check it out. So sure Joe is now going to give a video game recommendation or two. So make sure you give the game and then what console console you can find it on. Or not. So go ahead and give me what you got, Joe. Um, I I chose. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to choose a new video game or an old video game. Whichever you so like. I just picked one that I had been talking about with other people. Um, um, I do some tutoring on the side, and I uh, one of my jobs is I tutor uh, elementary school students. And I was talking to him about a video game I used to play, and they just remastered it for PlayStation 4. It's also on computer. It's called Shadow of the Colossus. It was an interesting game. I played it on PS2. It came out in 2005. They remastered it like twice, one for PlayStation 3, and now I guess last year for PlayStation 4. Um, It's a very interesting game. It was one of the first open-world games where you could actually you know, go around this open world. It was, it was before GT, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, and it had these 18, like giant monsters. And, and the point of the game was you, you're trying to bring your wife or your girlfriend back to life. And if you kill these 18 monsters or mythical beasts, 16 or 18, I can't remember. But you have to kill them to absorb their energy, and then after you kill all the all of them, then you'll be able to bring your 
your loved one back to life. That's that's the basic story. And you talk to elementary kids about this? Not in depth the story, just the fact that you're climb that it's an open world game and you're climbing around these giant beasts. You have to climb up them because you're basically like a like a like the size of an ant compared to these giant monsters. And like you have to like climb up them and then there's certain spots where you have to where you have to hit them in order to hurt them. Um, it's a very interesting game. It's it's kind of like a puzzle too because you have to figure out how to kill these beasts. And each of them is different. There's some that are flying. There's some that looks like that look like a, a rhino. There's some that look like you know, um, you know, just they're walking around on two feet. They all they all have different characteristics and qualities, um, and they all do different things. And you have to discover the method to kill to kill each one of them. And it's it, I thought it was an interesting game. I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, I won't spoil the ending. But I, I thought it was worth a play. It's not a very long game, but. It is kind of interesting. Like I said, it's a puzzle. Each monster, each beast, each colossus is a puzzle. Um, and then it has the story behind it and the fact that, you, again, that it's an open world game. So you can basically go to different locations around the map, around this this, this mythical area, and fight all these different colossus, these different beasts in, in, in order. Or you can just explore the area. They have big lakes and stuff. It's a very It's a very scenic game. In terms of how the background is designed, and it, and it was ahead of its time. Um, that's one of the reasons I enjoyed it. Um, I don't have a PlayStation Four, but that would be a game that I would recommend uh, to people who maybe haven't played it, but but like puzzles and enjoy mythical beings. Cool. So that would be my suggestion. It did come out last year in PlayStation Four. It's also out on computer, but I don't play computer games. They frustrate me. But that would be my recommendation. Interesting. Yes. Next week I'll have a topic as to why computer games frustrate me. Why computer you. games frustrate me? It's a simple mm-hmm. answer. Is it long? I, I could make it long. Then don't do it. Okay, yeah. I, we won't go there. All right. Um, if you're dying to know, let me know in the comments and then I'll make sure to Joe ask <laughs> answers in, a, in two minutes or less. <laughs> um, we have a couple of the big comic book studio updates in terms yep. of films. Um, not necessarily huge updates, but some interesting quotes. The one big, big news, though, is news that we've speculated for a while, but now has been officially confirmed. Ben Affleck is officially out as Batfleck. Dun, dun, dun. Um, you know, not surprising that there looks like... We haven't heard anything about Henry Cavill yet. I'm still holding on to hope that Henry Cavill does stay on. I think he does make a good Superman. That would not work. I can tell you that right now. Because okay. he played Superman. Right. What do you mean it wouldn't work? It wouldn't work with him coming back? No, it just wouldn't work. You can't have the same... Well, whatever. Well, because they're going to It's like different DC properties. What, is he just going to hop from one person? He's going to be Green Lantern next? And No, he's going to stay on as... I'm hoping he stays on as Superman. No, okay. We're talking, about, we're talking about Batman now. Yeah. And then I said it looks like they're moving on from that from that genre, from that cast. Oh, I see. I and they see. haven't they haven't said anything about Henry Cavill yet in a while. I so see. So I'm hoping Henry Cavill stays on, because they're certainly going to keep Jason Momoa. Yes. They're certainly going to keep Gal Gadot. Who knows what they're going to do with the others, but those two are definitely going to stay on. Yeah. We don't know anything else about... Fair enough. ...about it. You know, if Shazam proves to be a hit, then they're obviously going to keep 
Zachary Levi. Who knows? But Matt Reeves, they've come out. Couple quotes. Uh, I'll read the first quote. It says, It's very much a point of view driven noir Batman tale. It's told very squarely on his shoulders, and I hope it's going to be a story that will be thrilling, but also emotional. It's more Batman in his detective mode than, than we've seen him in the films. The comics have a history of that. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and that's not necessarily been a part of what the movies have been. I'd love this to be one where when we go on that journey of tracking down the criminals and trying to solve a crime, it's going to allow his character to have an arc so that he can go through a transformation. That's a nice, kind of pretty-looking quote. I will say in the Nolan films, I do feel he is a detective to a certain extent, although it's not as highlighted as it is in the comics. But interesting, he was asked about the villains. Um, He said there will be a rogues gallery. The casting process will begin shortly. We're starting to put together our battle plan. I'm doing another pass on the script, and we'll begin some long lead stuff to start developing conceptual things. We haven't been dated. I wouldn't commit to this, but we're thinking the movie would probably be for 2021, late spring or summer. Warner Brothers has been incredibly supportive and given me a lot of time and shared the same passion that I do for this story. So a couple things. Yes, Warner's has been supportive, and they've been... Um, willing to take their time with the property because they can't rush this. Batman is still, again, besides Harry Potter, Batman is still probably their most important property and they have to get it right. So they're kind of willing to kind of take their time with it. We've never really seen a rogues gallery on screen. Rogues gallery, I mean, there'd be like several villains, like five or six villains on screen. That would kind of be like a Joker, Penguin, Riddler, kind of all on screen at the same time. Who knows what We've that kind is? Of seen that a couple times. Yeah. Any anything anything from those quotes that make you more interested, less interested, or indifferent? I wouldn't say I'm indifferent. I'm more waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, I mean, like with casting, who actually plays Batman? Who plays Batman? You know, we know it's going to be Matt Reeves as Batman. Um, I'm still very beholden to the Nolan films. So Mm -hmm. it's going to take something special to kind of, it's going to take something special and something different. Sure. And I don't think they, they, that, uh, DC did that with the justice league and the Batman versus Superman movies. Those were not good films. Do you Um, think they weren't good because they tried to emulate the Nolan style? No, we, and, and no, and we've had this discussion. Um, I know you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they were bad films because they were just bad. Um, I okay. didn't enjoy them. Um, I mean, having Ben Affleck in a film is, I guess, sometimes good, sometimes bad. There, there have been movies where he's, he's either he's either really really good or he's off the mark, um, in my opinion. Um, but the Batman versus Superman, it was kind of a quirky film i don't know just just the direction that they went with the series and how they tried to emulate not emulate christopher nolan but tried to emulate the mcu that was what i found distasteful um you know hopefully and we've talked about this in previous episodes um they're not going to end up doing that they're going to end up these movies are going to be standalone films which is great you know, especially with the quote that we we talked about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's 
I need, we need to see something different than the Christopher Nolan Batman. And maybe the detective Batman is what we're going to see. That sounds intriguing to me. I mean, I'm still looking forward to the Joker film. That looks very cool. Yeah. Um, but Batman, I don't know. It's, it's, it need, their time needs to pass still to get the bad taste of those Justice League films out of my mouth before I revisit Batman. Before you commit to another... another Before before they revisit Batman. I think some time needs to pass. Okay. But that's just me. Well, you got... Looks like you got two years. Well, that's that's what I mean. We'll see plenty of other films. We'll see 1984. We'll see... We'll see maybe... And we won't see Aquaman 2, but... um, Shazam, bro. Two months. We'll see the Joker film. That looks cool. So... Lots of things to look forward to from DC. Yeah. One of those films coming up is Birds of Prey, which, surprise, surprise, is potentially looking to kick off a trilogy. This is the new. This is news that I don't like coming out of Warner Brothers. Um, I like sequels. I, I like the continuing arc of the story. I don't like it when studios or films try to make sequels for films before they've even achieved the first film. Because sometimes you see a film... Um, I don't want to pick on Mortal Engines again, but the entire film of Mortal Engines felt like it was a sequel or a setup for the next film. For the next film, kind of, we're just we're this is kind of the first part of the story. Fantastic Beasts, kind of the same way, where it's just like we're just pushing the story forward until the next film, until the next film. I don't want Birds of Prey to do that again. I don't know if it actually is, but the fact that they're already planning it to be a trilogy. Means in some way they Seems may be putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, they may be holding some stuff back, saying, "Hey, we're going to put this in the next film or the next film," versus just focusing on making this one great film. But who knows? Uh, some news that came out. This is unconfirmed news, but before James Gunn was offered Suicide Squad, he was offered a Superman film. We don't know if this is Man of Two, Man of Steel Two, or a brand new take wait, on Superman. Wait, wait, stop for a second. Yes. Did James Gunn do Suicide Squad? Uh, no, so James Gunn did... He was, he was offered Suicide Squad. Um, I remember who did Suicide Squad. Uh, that was a terrible David movie David Iyer okay, did that, Suicide yeah, Squad. that was a terrible movie, too. So James Gunn will do Suicide Squad, too. Okay, great. Um, hopefully. Hopefully he'll bring his... Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy magic to it. Yeah. So, who knows? Interesting, though, that DC kind of offered him that big one, but, you know... Who knows? There's a lot of big James Gunn fans out there, even after everything that that happened with him at Disney. Uh, Lauren Schuler Donner, who is one of the first producers of comic book films, she's been involved with the X-Men franchise since Fox purchased it all the way back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they started making films with Bryan Singer. Uh, She, of course, has been asked a whole bunch of questions about the uh, the X-Men merger, from Fox to the MCU, MCU Disney canon, she has some quotes to say. One of the quotes is, she's asked about it, she says, I don't know. I don't think so. This is when she's asked about her involvement. She says, I don't know, I don't think so. Certainly in name credit, it's up to Kevin Feige. I don't know what Kevin is thinking. I think he's still dealing with the wealth of characters and trying to make sense of it all. Then she was asked about, when can we expect to have Marvel X-Men films again? kind of kicking it out. She had a response that I think Joe would probably agree with. He might get a little more out of it. You cannot have too many Marvel X-Men superhero movies out there. We'll cancel each other out. Each one has to be distinctive. People will get sick of them. We have to be careful. Kevin has to be careful. You can't have more than four franchises out there. Interesting quotes. 
I mean, no, not really. Four franchises. What are those four franchises exactly? I don't know. DC, Marvel. I don't. I, I, I we don't definitely get... have more than four franchises out there now. You think she's worried about like superhero fatigue? I don't know. Because so mean, far, that's proven immune to the box office. So far, eventually there'll be so a point. Far. There might be a point sooner than later where it does. Well, for me, a guy who didn't grow up on comic book movies, I think my fatigue is 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 coming sooner than later. Um, like I said, after after I see Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, I don't know what else they're going to throw at me that's going to make me interested. But that's just me. You know, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm sure Kevin Feige has a plan. He's had a 20-year plan up to this point. But, you know, for me, yeah, I I do kind of agree with what she's saying. The X-Men will always have a soft spot in my heart. Um, I mean, if they keep coming with – if they keep making new actors and actresses playing playing the same roles – that might get redundant for me. You know, it was interesting to see the James McAvoy and the and the uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, you know, the the new iterations of the characters, different storylines, kind of the pre- the prequels. Um, that was interesting. That was a different take on the X Men that I had. You know, that I thought was very well done. But if they again, it's it's too soon to be breaking to be. To be coming out with a Wolverine. I mean, I, that's just me. And time has to pass. Same thing with the Batman. Um, time has to pass for me to kind of for, not forget about the the great uh, performances by Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart and all those and Ian McKellen. But something they, – they have to have a fresh take. And I think that when you let time pass and you let people miss the franchise – miss the characters then you bring them back but i mean yeah i i've said this before i i am getting a little fatigued i wasn't a huge fan of ant-man and the wasp you loved it i didn't um but like i said we'll we'll have to see that it, it, it'll be interesting if they bring i don't think they're going to bring the marvel characters into the mcu right away um first of all the merger has to get completed and all that stuff and the papers have to get signed but i mean we're going to talk about deadpool in a second i'm glad that they're keeping him separate um i'm sure they're going to incorporate him first though i'm sure he'll be the first one to be incorporated because he's one of the he's one of the staples and he's he's he could fit seamlessly into the into the uh the dry humor the guardians of the galaxy humor i could see him working in seamlessly into the MCU, but I don't know. It's a little harder for me to see Magneto and Professor X with funny quotes and, you know, slapstick humor. It's hard for me to envision that, but that's just me. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I know you disagree with me. I mean, Guardians is very much a different tone of a, a series. I don't necessarily see the other films being in that type of to- tone. Excuse me. Um, that, that's just me, I guess. Um, yeah, who knows? 
Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Lauren Schuler Donner was one of the first. Kevin Feige used to work for Lauren Schuler Donner way back in the day. That's funny. And then Kevin Feige kind of spun off and kind of did his own thing. Um, so, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Um, again, like Joe mentioned, the, the ink hasn't even dried yet necessarily on the contracts for the Fox Disney Marvel. Disney Fox merger. So even then, once it does, obviously it takes you know years to make a film or things like that of that magnitude. So nothing's going to happen anytime soon. On a conference call, Bob Iger did confirm that Deadpool would remain R-rated. So any Deadpool films going forward would remain R-rated again, which makes sense. Bob Iger is a businessman; he's not going to just throw that away. Um, it, he did not indicate. And he did hint that there would be a possibility of Deadpool crossing over into the MCU, where obviously he would not be R-rated. Um, but any Deadpool film would be on a separate brand. Um, but again, that's the cash cow that, that Disney is not just going to throw away at this point. Um, Joe and Anthony Russo were at the TCAs in the past week. Television, Television Critics Association promoting their new series, Deadly Class. And while they were there, they were asked about Avengers Endgame. One of the quotes that came out was the runtime about Avengers Endgame. And they said there is a Anthony Russo replied. Oh, do we, I, I was just say, What's up? No, go ahead. Go ahead. We can, we can, we can go through the quote and then what? I'll respond. That's fine. Um, that is a three hour runtime is likely. He said, I think the studio is down with what is what. The best story is right now. We think the movie is playing well, and we've had great responses from our test audiences, and we're feeling very good about where it is. We're still doing work to it. We're not done with it. Again, this is a culmination film of 22 movies. It's a lot of storytelling to work into. Emotion and emotion is an intrinsic part of that to us. When you have to tell a really complicated story and you want strong emotional moments with characters, it just requires a certain amount of real estate. This one in particular feels like three hours worth of real estate. Um, so again, makes sense. Infinity War was like two hours and 40 minutes. So again, three hours didn't is seem like it was though. Yeah. It flew by, but um, that was just me. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Again, it's, this is a culmination, not just of the, the first film, which was huge, but now you're introducing even more characters like Captain Marvel. You're having even more stuff happen. So it makes sense. I mean, and they do a very, very strategic job marketing it. It's very, very clever. Um, I mean, I. it's not a surprise to me that these movies get the – that are they are as popular as they are because I know there's a lot of comic book fans out there who want to see these characters on the big screen. But they just do such – Marvel just does such a masterful job. Like even the trailers, which we're going to talk about in a bit, um, the trailers are just so cleverly done. Mm-hmm. They're strategic. It's great marketing. Fantastic marketing. Their marketing team gets two thumbs up from me um, and I that, that means nothing. But <laughs> – if you're listening. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, the, you, we haven't seen Captain Marvel in the Endgame trailers. And I think that's, yep. that's extremely, extremely you know she's gonna be well there. done. Like, yep. it's so well done. Like, 
how they how there's going to be scenes. I mean, I mean, I don't know how the movie's going to end. We don't we don't we don't really know. I mean, Matt, Mac has his theories, but they're all going to die. But just but just the fact Ant Man's going to be the lone but survivor. Just, Deadpool's going to show up. But in the just end. the fact that we don't know, and they're doing, and that the trailers reveal just enough to wet your whistle. You know, like you know, your phrase I haven't heard. In you're years. crossing, you're crossing the desert, and you're parched from thirst. And someone just gives you a small little teeny sip of water, and then you're just like, "I want more." And no, you got to wait. So that's kind of where we're at, wow. in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good visual. I like you like that metaphor. Uh, going on, Taika Waititi, <laughs> who was the director of Thor Ragnarok, which is uh, one of the more popular. I'm one of the more popular, um, really well received MCU film. Had a very different tone than from the Phase Phase four? Three, four, Phase three. three, the last, the last one, um, which was very well, which was very different tonally than the first Thor and Thor: The Dark World. He was a very popular choice online to direct Guardians Three once word came out that James Gunn would no longer be a part of it, simply because the tones are very similar. Uh, his response is, nope, not doing that movie. Not touching it with a 10-foot yeah, pole. I'm hanging out with Marvel still talking about new stuff, but I don't know what that might be yet. I want to do another movie with them. I didn't really meet about this. For me, those are James Gunn's films. Going into something like that with the stamp all over his films would be like going into someone's house and saying, hey, I'm your new dad, and this is how we make peanut butter sandwiches now. It feels kind of awkward. It's an interesting quote. He's an interesting guy, but I understand what he's saying. This whoever takes this job, it's this. And I'm it's the an one incredibly that said that too. thankless job. I'm yes. not sure who wants this job. What big name director? Nobody wants this job. They're gonna get some Joe Schmo. They're gonna get some TV director who's looking for his big break. Yes. to to kind of take this job, or someone who was gonna work for Peanuts, and it's gonna be no 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 pun intended, yeah. but the peanut butter sandwiches, and it's it's James Gunn's script, so yes. it's gonna be his story. It's yep. just. You know what? What director wants this job? I don't. I, I. I'm. You know. I don't know. Am I still excited? They're doing a Guardians three. Yes and no. I they mean, are. They are. Yeah. That's official. I mean, it's all. They haven't. They haven't canceled it they yet. They haven't canceled it yet. Um, maybe they're just hoping it kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll just change everything and kill them all in Endgame. I, I don't know. They already killed one. Um. They did. Hopefully. Hopefully she's dead. Hopefully. What's wrong with you? Hopefully she's dead in the sense of... Oh, I see. If they just come back and they're like, hey, here's Gamora again, to me, that would undercut some of the emotional feel of Infinity War. So if I rewatch Infinity War, that to me was one of the more emotional moments of the film. So if I... I almost shed a tear. I did shed a tear on that <laughs> moment. That and when Spider-Man died. Those are my two... <laughs> those are my two tear moments in the film. Oh, God. Uh, so that's that. Um, who knows? Maybe Disney's looking for a new director now. Maybe they're looking, Joe, this might be your break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? We got a couple of new trailers this week. Really just kind of one new trailer and a couple Super Bowl spots. Again, Super Bowl is the biggest, most well-watched event on American television. It's not the world television. So there's certainly a lot of eyeballs I think they said it was like five million dollars per thirty second ad or something like that. Oh, it's ridiculous! Something though. crazy. So, um, but the first one is a trailer that I know Joe is all on board for. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's Absolutely Hobbs not. and Shaw. It's the Fast and Furious spinoff. Spin-off. With Joe's favorite spin actor, out of control, like Dwayne like Johnson. Spin out of control, like uh, I don't know what you're going for. Oh, you should have wrote down the joke. Yes, I should have. Damn it! I don't know what you're going for. Paul Walker's car, I should say. Wow, that's Da-da. inappropriate. You're right, and it was a, a bad taste. But that come was on, an awful taste. oh come on, it's um, funny. So anyway, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs yes. and Shaw. This looks to be a very different film than Joe's incredibly depressing joke. <laughs> um, Idris you know. Elba. I thought you were better than this. What's wrong with Idris Elba? Nothing. You're in a stupid spinoff like this. You haven't even seen the movie. Yet. I saw the trailer. It looks dumb. It looks just like a bunch of guys doped up on steroids, fighting through, punching through walls. I mean, and The stuff. Rock's been on steroids for like. Well, I know years, that, but years. now it's got Jason Statham in it because apparently those are the two most important characters of Fast and the Furious that they had to make a spinoff. Well, I mean, I. Oh my it. gosh, Idris Elba, you were in great movies. You were the guy in Thor, and now and name were, one other movie that he was in the was Dark doing. World. He was in Molly's Game. He was in he was in Nelson Mandela movie. He's been in a bunch of movies. Yes, nice try, buddy. <laughs> okay, nice try, buddy. You said Thor twice in that four movie span. That's okay. <laughs> he's been in a bunch of Thor movies. He's he's been in all the Thor movies. <laughs> Great job. He was in two and he was in two <laughs> Avengers movies. He just listed five. Congratulations, Joe. He died in the last one. Um, I'm just saying. He's a good actor. I don't yeah. understand why you're making dumb action movies. I, it's a I can see Jason Statham and Rock doing it. Absolutely. But it's a it, franchise. He's getting paid uh, a lot. It's It gets a lot of eyeballs. It yeah. raises his profile. So you're, so you're, selling, so you're saying he's sold out. Okay. No, right. I don't, I, we don't know what the film is. He Maybe he liked the film. It's... You know, are you going to see it? Probably. I don't know. I like the Fast and the Furious movies for what they are. I walk in with numbing entertainment. They're totally different now than they ever were. Of course, I, they used the, to be about they used to be about street racing, racing, and now they're about heisting. About, yeah, absolutely. It's so dumb. Okay, it's so dumb. I'm not. I'm not saying anyway, you're wrong. Joe. Anyway, I don't know why you're getting. This is the one of all the things. This is the thing you're getting most passionate about. Yeah, because this is the most passionate. Because this is, on the he's podcast. a great actor. He's he's he. And you're just saying the Rock's not a great actor. I know the type of movie Rock. Sorry, Jim. I know the type of movies. I know you're listening. That Dwayne Johnson is in. I know the type of movies that Jason Statham is in. Just like we know the type of movies that Liam Neeson is in now. But Idris Elba, you were you're a great actor. You're like you. you I could see you contending for an award someday. Like you're that good of an actor. And Thor. No. I'm just saying, like I could see you contending for 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 an award someday. I think you did get an award for the Nelson Mandela movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. But off the top of my head, but I don't maybe. know. I just I thought it was better than that. It's a little disappointing. Okay. Uh, you like this? You like it when I get animated? I mean, I just don't. be honest. I no. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, next Super Bowl, next trailer we're talking about is a Super Bowl spot, uh, Avengers Endgame. Did you check out that trailer? Yeah, it was a 30-second trailer. Yep, just a little mini trailer. So we we didn't get a lot. Again, Um, masterful job marketing. We got a lot of, uh, we saw a couple shots that were interesting. We saw Tony Stark, looks like he was wielding 
something with Nebula, so it looked like he was... I don't remember that. I just remember Captain America and his side smirk. Yeah, so there's a shot of Tony Stark kind of like wielding with the with the face mask on. I'll have to watch um, that again. I'm so sorry. it looked like, uh, you know, maybe he was inventing another Iron Man suit like he did in the first one. Uh, you got a lot of Cap kind yeah, of talking Captain, about, yeah. um, which is great. Oh, he's not done yet. Yeah, where it kind of the first trailer is like how everyone's kind of depressed and no one knows where they are. And then the line, something to the effect of how everyone's giving up, and then it's like, but yes. I have it. And then it's boom, boom, the music. Um, I like that you got basically most of the original Avengers, and then you got like Rocket just hanging out with them, which was kind of cool. You had like Black Widow and Cap yep, and... Yep. You know, all that stuff, and then there's just Rocket. a two-foot raccoon just hanging out with them. Um, so, yeah. Don't call him a rodent. He gets angry. Yeah, don't call him a rodent. Um, Super Bowl spot, Toy Story 4. Joe's still not on board, still hasn't no. seen Toy Story 3. I'm sorry. Don't have to apologize to me. I'm just... Well, who should I apologize to? You don't have to apologize to anybody. All right. It's okay. your opinion. All right. You can't be wrong in your own opinion. Um, so, Yeah. That's well, that's what's are we gonna talk about the trailer? Well, did you like it? It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm. I didn't watch the last movie, so and you kind of ruined it for me. So now I can't watch. How did it. I ruin it for you? You told me the ending. You told me Andy goes off to college. So it's like why even bother watching it now? Because it's not about Andy. It's about his toys. Okay. Okay. Um. Analysis of the trailer back. It's great. Uh, it's going to be a romance between Bo Peep and Woody, and who knows, maybe someone's going to die, Mr. Potato Head, I don't know. Um, I feel like they're just going to go out on a high note or a dark note, I don't really know. Maybe It's going to be emotional. We know Tim Allen got emotional, he yeah. said the last time. Maybe Buzz Lightyear's going to die yeah. or something, or I don't know, are Buzz and Jesse ever going to get together? Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. You just made me really sad. Why did it make you sad? I don't know. You just did. Uh, How theme did it parks make you sad? is the last bit of news, and that will cheer me up a okay, little bit. Yes. Um, Joe, do we have any updates on anything Galaxy's Edge wise? It's been rumor, a little rumors, bit of rumors, 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 rumors. Um, we like think, rumors on this show. We like discussing them. One of us does. Um, there's uh, there's not too much in the way of announcements. Um, still, June is the expected time that galaxy's edge is going to open um however there have been rumors swirling around about the star wars ride rise of the resistance apparently this could be as long as 28 minutes for this ride which is long (laughs) i'm down it would be but um yeah i mean that's just going to make wait times insane well, unless the show building's just massive and there's just, like, a ton of cars going through it, right? I don't know. I, if it's 28 minutes, yeah, that'll be amazing. But no, because it looks it's, No, like- and it's supposed to be an incredible experience. I'm not downplaying that at all. But just the fact that it's 28 minutes, they're going to have to have... And what if it breaks? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just worried that this timetable is not going to work. Um. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, I mean, from some of the 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 drawings they have, it looks it looks cool. It looks like you it can looks cool. fit a bunch of people in the ride vehicles, and it looks like it's kind of you're going through different showrooms. Yes. So it 
the way the way it looks like Maybe is continuous that, loop. Yeah, it just it just looks like it's like an extended version of Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Where it's like I you see. fit you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, you could fit, I don't know, fifteen, twenty people on a boat and then there's see. just a new boat every time that's going through because it just circles around. That looks to me kind of what they're going for. So even if, you know, the ride experience is long on the ride, it looks like it's if there's if there's sixty ride carriages or sixty you know, vehicles. Yes. It just, it will continue to go. I could see that. that okay. If there's, if there's two vehicles, then yeah, it's 27 yeah. minutes ride. Then it's just going to be an all day wait thing. That doesn't make any sense. Um, one piece, piece of information that just came out a couple days ago that was actually kind of interesting regarding the galaxy's edge. Um, Bob Iger basically said, yeah, we're not going to market it. There's no need to. There's no need to. I thought that was so funny because nobody really he doesn't have to. So in other words, he doesn't, he doesn't have to spend any money whatsoever on promotional materials. He already paid four billion dollars for. Lucas I'm just film. saying that you don't do find that funny at all. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it, it's just kind of funny. People like, you, know that it's coming. That's the thing. He was like, "Yeah, all I have to do is just tweet. Yeah, it opens this day. Everyone come." And then that's all that he and has to do. Come. And they will all come. And they Absolutely. just get word of mouth. And I thought that was funny. That is um, funny. That's very clever. Yeah. So 28 minutes long. Um, the uh, it's In terms of Galaxy's Edge, the, the world, it's supposed to be probably the – not the most important, but the most odd uh, – the mm. most – Awe-inspiring? Uh, not awe-inspiring. Um, uh, the most exciting thing that they've ever built. That was kind of the sure. impression that I've got, um, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I just thought the fact that it, but there's no need for him to market it. I thought that was hilarious. Well, we're doing the marketing for him right exactly. now. Exactly. Talking about it and a whole bunch of other people are as well. Yeah. So, and I'm sure when we go and check it out, we'll, we'll market it even more for him Absolutely. at that point. Um, cool. Thank but you yeah, no, not nothing, nothing confirmed as of yet. Still tentatively June. Cool. Good. So good, good, good. Um, as, as more news breaks, obviously we'll, we'll get that to you as well. A couple other just really small tidbits. Uh, the new character details for the Skyline art Walt Disney world, all the gondola cables are up now all over Walt Disney world throughout the different parks and different hotels. So obviously there's like 21 or 22 different resorts on the Disney World property. So not all of them have gondolas. Um, some of them have the monorail and things like that. So you'd have to actually go and check out the website and things like that to see where it is. But the characters range everything from Mickey Mouse to Beauty and the Beast to uh, there's an R2-D2 one. There's an Iron Man one. There's, there's like 12 total, I think. There's Pixar one. There's Mike and Scully from Monsters, Inc. There's Ariel from The Little Mermaid. So it's kind of – there's classic, classic like Mickey Mouse and Goofy and things like that. Then there's older classic, um, you know, newer classic like Lion King, things like that. Then there's the new stuff with the Pixar and the Marvel and the Lucasfilm as well. So that looks to be a very cool new way of getting around Walt Disney World because, again, yep. you can get around – It's massive. Yeah, I mean you can get around now by bus – they have buses that are, that go from park to park, from a resort to resort. There's a there's obviously a couple of massive lakes, lake properties on the Disney World property. So watch can, out for the alligators. You can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. You can get to some of the parks by boat. Um, 
The monorail is still a hating life right now. The monorail is still, of course, very much a popular way to get around, but of course that doesn't go to every single resort or every single park. Um, so the gondolas are just a different way and a different way to view it. I think that'd be a cool way yeah, to view it. You get as a well. good sky view We're of everything. Go over across. Um, so yeah, that seems to be cool. Um, there's also a new restaurant opening up in Walt Disney World in Epcot. It is in Future World, which is going to be next to Test Track to Mission Space. Mission Space. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying the word mission. Um, the restaurant will be called Space 2020. Why is it called Space 2020? Because it will simulate being like you're away from the Earth, 220 miles away from Earth. So the restaurant will be completely encapsulated. The windows will be like you are looking out from space into space. So you'll be looking like the restaurant, you're in space. Um, So it's supposed to be very kind of futuristic in that sense. Space. Uh, Yes. The final frontier. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I lost my train of thought now. Um, I've been doing that all day, all, all episode. There you, buddy. I love been, you. I love um, you. There is an elevator that apparently takes you up to the restaurant and makes you – it's supposed to make you feel like you're kind of, um, you know, in a – what am I looking for? Uh, not Transporter. an airplane. Not an airplane. What am I looking for? What takes me up to space? What kind of – A rocket. Sure, a rocket ship is that what I'm looking for? I, I don't know. I'm, What's I, how, I how do they how do they get mind. how do they get to the moon? In a a rocket, a rocket. Okay, so a space rocket. shuttle, spaceship. Uh, there you go, space shuttle. Thank okay, you. Okay, okay. Uh, that's what I was looking for. So it makes you feel like you're going through a space shuttle, kind of a fully, that could be disorienting. Fully encapsulated 3D elevator to some extent, that um, and then you're in space, and it's it's you know the viewing it kind of like it's a panoramic type of thing so it kind of circles you around but of course you're not looking at side you're just looking at the projections on interesting on the thing so it looks like you're just kind of looking at space there's one part where you get to see the earth and you get to see the other parts of space as well who knows it looks like it could be interesting um that's that's being built or it's It's already being built in Walt Disney World okay so they announced that sounds really cool yeah they announced it in D23 but it should be ready by early 2020 or late 2019 so they're getting through that now. And again, that is in Epcot in Future World. And that's next to Test Track and Mission Space, which is a popular attraction. And of course, it makes sense that it's next to Mission Space, that it's a space restaurant. Uh, next week, we will be back with a wonderful, another wonderful episode. I hope we'll have a small BAFTAs uh, recap, which is the British Academy of Film Award, which is the last the last big award ceremony the Oscars. We'll get that. Uh, We also have CineQuest happening here in the Bay Area, San Jose. If you're a local San Jose person coming up the next week or so. So we're going to preview a little bit of CineQuest next week. And, of course, any other news and notes that pop up next week. As well as our review of Alita Battle Angel uh, and Joe's review of What Men Want. Um, (laughs) Still trying to figure that out, Mac. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, Anything else you want to say to anybody before we leave? No, just... We're we're all having fun, guys. I we we all both Mac and I we enjoy doing this very much, and we appreciate your support. And I apologize if I offended anybody. It's all in good fun. Only the Rock and Idris Elba. Um. So yes, we appreciate you guys listening. Please rate, review, comment, like, subscribe, and share. Please go to fanboyplanet.com on their Instagram or their Facebook page. 
or the fanboyplanet.com website. Like them, support them, read their articles. There's a ton of great stuff up there, not just my writing, of course. Um, you yeah. just had a recent article, didn't you? Um, a little while. It was oh, on, it was it was on the Zootopia. Ago. It was on Zootopia. It was on yeah, the yeah. Zootopia. So we had talked about that one a little while ago. But it's still up there, though, for you guys to check out. Um, yeah. Listen to it and listen to the podcast now. Listen to the podcast later. Listen as many times as you like. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you guys.